Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Finally back home in Philadelphia, I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always back in his office, Mr. Andy Molitor. I guess we're back to normal, huh? Yeah, and it is grudge match week here on Brown Bag Bats. Not quite, but next Monday, <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles, Minnesota Vikings. Two teams enter, one team leaves. One, someone's O has to go. I guess they could tie. I don't give a shit who wins. As long as there's 50 points, that's all that Andy needs. I have an over there. And neither of us are actually really fans of our hometown team. I know you you're more of a uh, you're more of an NBA guy. You're a Sixers fan. The rest of the teams can kind of pound sand unless you're at the game with your mother, then you are a Phillies fan or whoever you bet on that day. I love so, the Flyers. Yeah. I want to love the Flyers. I just don't really know anything about hockey or what's going on out there. Uh, yeah, that's a problem for me too. Like I just straight up don't understand a lot of the rules yeah. and strategies surrounding hockey. Soda. So I'm I'm fine just being a, a casual observer and let's get right into it because we have a bunch of a bunch of picks today. I think over four different sports and baseball is not one of them. So suck it, Philly. I don't see Champions League on the list either. I yeah, I'm just bowing out gracefully. <laughs> All right, I'll poke around and see if I can degen something on Champions League by the end of the show. But yeah, bunch to get through. So I guess we'll get started. With me and some tennis right off the bat here. WTA had a nice day yesterday. Some totals, a couple winners there. It was all good. Um, so far today, I think we're doing all right. I'm trying to remember what matches we have that are actually in play. Um, unfortunately, our angle on Sydney COVID didn't work. Trevi Sun got kind of knocked around because they gave her a couple extra days rest. But let's jump into um, some plays. And frankly, all these are tomorrow. Um, based on where they're playing, Porteros is just about done for the day. Chennai has one match left. Um, don't really have a play there. So early tomorrow morning, we're going to take a big dog here. Oksana Select Mateva. She goes up against Magdalenette in Chennai here. Lynette, a very solid player, someone who absolutely deserves to be favored here. Um, to be perfectly honest, probably wins this match, but not nearly as often as um, the line here would tell you. I mean, I have this less than two to one. I would have the spread probably closer to three and a half games here. Select, Select Mateva is someone um, who I think we're going to be betting on quite a bit as long as they continue to price her like this. A young player, generally someone who does very well towards the end of the season. I'm curious to see if, you know, all the talent that we've seen from her. She's had a couple nice months here. Um, you know, again, one of those young teens that uh, our buddy Vinny likes. That's always a good sign. So um, just really like what she's done. Take a look at some numbers here. Um, had this much closer, like the matches she's won this week. And, you know, Lynette probably takes care of business, to be perfectly honest, but just a lot of value here. And select the Taven. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. I'll have to bug some people and get a select Mateva. Anyway, um, we'll go back to the challenger and or W1. Tom uh, Selleck. WTA Mateva. 125. Guy. Yes, Tom Selleck. Bet on Tom Selleck tomorrow. Um, we'll take it over here. And one of the rare times where instead of taking just the total, um, just give me the, the spread here. I'm sorry, the set spread. Uh, set total, if you will, sorry. Um, over two and a half sets, Balsova, Baindel. The actual total of the match is a pretty juicy 20, right around 20 and a half. And I'm expecting some quick sets here. Um, I actually might go in and try to maybe bet some under nine and a half. I'm curious to see how the match starts and how it looks live. This is a smaller tournament, so it's going to be hard to find those first set numbers. But did find it over two and a half sets a few places, plus 170, even plus 175 out there. 
Um, sure, it's going to be quick sets here. The total, again, easily, I think, goes under if this happens too. But both fighters um, have had competitive matches in the past here and definitely um, are sprinkled three setters all over the place. Basically, um, you go into Balsova. It's either under in two or over in two and a half. Fadal, a lot of other similar matches going in there. So plus 170, you guys know I'm usually looking for 155, 165, and some of these more competitive matches. So love this plus 170. And then Barra got it done for us yesterday. We'll take her again today against Irina Camelia Begu in the battle of three named players, which is one of the fun parts of that tennis, Andy. We have Irina Maria Barra going against Irina Camelia Begu, uh, plus 450, plus five and a half games of this much lower, kind of in the plus 300 hundreds, probably right around plus 325 if I was going to hang a number myself. Five and a half, I think that should be closer to maybe a, a juicy four and a half. Actually sold the game there, Andy, and played the plus five. I mean, Begu, again, real solid player, um, but no reason to think Barra, who generally makes her um, hay here in some of these smaller clay tournaments, um, to do well here. So plus 450, plus five and a half games. Give me the nice big dog. Just like the just like the NFL game I previously referenced, someone's arena has to go. They're both, they don't have, they have the same first name, right? It's arena? They do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, Irina, Irina, I'm not really sure. Someone will let us know. Maybe food, food snob frog. It's funny around. that, uh, God, I don't know, just like kids. I, I was, I was marvel at like kids not understanding stuff because they just haven't been around long enough. My kid made a oh, I dropped an earbud. My kid made a friend on the bus named Drew, and I said you should ask him if his name is Andrew, just like me. Oh no, it's just Drew. So I asked and just came poem though it is he has the same name like, well yeah i know these things just kids are just baffled by shit like that there's so many gotta take advantage while you can still impress them yeah just like it's like i did a magic trick so speaking of magic tricks i have uh alec examined a shitload of outright bets for the fortnite <sighs> championship in beautiful this is hefty napa valley napa valley california got a lot of work done on the plane lovely lovely joint well it's a weird field it's a weird event. There's not that many names at the top. Max Homa, your defending champ. Corey Connors, Matsuyama, kind of the chalk. There's a second tier there where there's a few guys I like. I did take a couple from them, and then I, um, I've had bad, um, I've had bad luck with this as far as like, hey, this guy is too long. Maybe I should just bet him as a top twenty, top forty, something like that. I've had zero luck with that. I need to completely revamp. Well, I'm just not going to do it. Like I've learned, I yeah. looked at my results and said, like betting these guys at top twenty, top forty prices just isn't getting it done. Like uh, you know, you get one of them, and really, when you're betting small amounts on hundred to one shots, I, I guess I'd rather have somebody competing for the tournament than trying to pay for six others with a you know, four to one top 20 or something like that. But at the top of the board, I did take the Canadian Taylor Pendrith, 28, 39 at bookmaker, plenty of 28s out there. And then Davis Riley, uh, a lot of 33s. I found a 35 at my bookie, which is not exciting. I don't like to bet there, but I did bet it anyway. Once, once in a while, I, uh, I opened a lot of tabs for this week for looking for prices. Normally I don't open this many. I just wanted to kind of explore. I thought the Fort Fortnet Fortinet Dan says because it's in wine country it would be goofy. And then it's probably forty net. Uh, and real quick before I go through this, these guys, I'll kind of point out what I what I looked for. It's it's a weird course as far as it is one of the narrowest fairways on average on tour. 
but driving accuracy has almost no signal when you go back and look at it because they don't cut the rough very long. They leave it nice and short, and it's not the kind of grass that grabs the ball. There's certain types of rough where even if it's not long, the way it holds, the way it holds the ball up, it just it affects how much spin you can get on it when you're hitting the ball. These these roughs are just not penal. So dude, there's guys that just haul off and hit it, and they've even said like, I don't give a shit if it goes in the rough. Like I'd rather be closer. So I am looking for. I, I kind of just threw out bombers. I didn't I didn't throw them out. I'm just not giving them an advantage. It is really 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 a second shot course, which is so cliche, but it is. So I looked for approach game. I looked for good drives game. Honestly, there there's some tough. Tough uh, shots to be had around the green if you end up in a runoff area. I upweighted around the green play, which I don't normally do. I even put in a little West Coast putting just because there are, out of all the putting surfaces, I believe there is a little signal in this West Coast POA. It is the bumpy POA, which some guys just do struggle with, and I did want to kind of suss some of those guys out. But really, I'm looking for guys who can score and guys who can score in par fives because these par fives are scorable. The fours are easy, and yeah, this this uh, this winner is going to be about fifteen under this week. And as you can see, I took a bunch of shots on some longer shots. JJ Spawn at eighty to one, uh, Laird at a hundred, Mark Hubbard at a hundred, Alex Smalley at buck ten, David Lipsky. Not sure he's ever made my card before. One hundred and ten, and then Cam Percy. Definitely someone I've never bet before. I had to go double check this one to make sure I was pulling. Right, Cam, but yeah, Cam Percy, 140 to one. So I guess if that gets home, I'll be happy. I did bet those uh, those others half as much as I bet on the uh, Pendrith and Riley bet. So I'll have uh, again over betsportsgolf.com, still running that buck a month promo through the end of the year. I'll have all my matchup bets. That's where I actually make my hay. I hit my matchup bets uh, for the tournament were just a titch over 60% last year, hoping to keep that up. Knocking on wood to uh, hopefully I didn't jinx that. And then, yet yeah, today's show brought to you by a new sponsor, No House Advantage. It is a uh, pick em contest versus other people, which is, uh, you know, similar to, you know, other DFS sites where you can win a really big prize for a small amount of money. You can win up to 250K in cash or more. You download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for a shot at big money every day. And then you can also do the playing versus the house where you pick up to five player props and kind of 20x your entry. They have NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR. Use promo code BETSPERTS at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app at the app stores for a deposit match up to 25 bucks. And uh, I haven't even checked it out yet. This is brand new. I wonder if I can use it. Yeah, if... If DFS is legal in your state, it's basically it is classified as DFS. So if you can play on DraftKings or something like that, almost certainly it is going to be legal. If you have questions, hit me in the DMs. I will have zero answers because I still haven't tried it out. I will be trying it out this weekend for the NFL. Um, yeah. And then back to the hardwood. I uh, I like this. This is the load off my shoulders for win total Wednesday. It is Alex still having to pull weight because we have uh, I don't know. I just keep putting these in, not knowing if you'll even have one. <laughs> you got to like yell at me because eventually, like you're gonna run out of these, right? I don't know. It's we have possible. like five more weeks. We have five more Wednesdays till the NBA starts. But you definitely have a win total Wednesday play for us today, and it is very alliterative. If you keep on hammering W's, 
That's right. Not just win total Wednesday, Washington Wizards win total Wednesday and a woeful Washington Wizards win total Wednesday, if you will. I could probably sneak another W in there, but that's enough for now. Um, did talk about this maybe a couple weeks ago when Spread Astaire was here, um, going through my own projections, going to add this myself. Uh, I love this Wizards under. You look at this team last year, they won only 35 games. The market gives us basically the same number here at 35 and a half. Um, lose arguably their best perimeter defender in Contavious Caldwell Pope with that Denver Nuggets trade. Bring in Will Barton and Monte Morris, DeLon Wright, all guys who you know should help the depth a little bit. But overall, you're looking at kind of the same messy, putrid team. I know you get a full season of Porzingis, maybe a little bit of better injury luck. But as I look at their schedule, it's pretty rough up front. Um, a lot of games early in the season, a pretty strong average um, regular season win total in their opponents for the first couple months of the season. It makes sense. Heavy East, Eastern Conference schedule, of course, being in the East. All those teams got a little bit better. Pretty much everybody that was good is good again this year. Um, it just looks like a team to me that after all this trade talk, after trying to get move Bradley Beal over and over and over again, yes, I know he does sign a big deal and is still in town, but I just if things start ugly here, this is not a team that's been afraid to sort of tear it down. And even if they don't, I just this team stinks. I just don't understand how they win 35 and a half games here. Looking at my projections, um, I had them at uh, 31, 32 games myself, and um, just have been continue to go through and tweak those because, you know, I generally try, trust my numbers, but when I get something back, Andy, that's four and a half, five and a half wins off what I'm seeing in the regular season win total market, try to go through and, and maybe see what I might be missing that might be out there. And I just am really struggling here. They're going to have to win a lot of pretty much every game against the bad teams that they face and somehow sneak out some wins against better teams and just doesn't look like it for the Wizards of Washington. So under 35 and a half, um, we'll poke around and probably play some derivatives too on that eventually. But again, still grinding through some of that stuff as we continue to try to deal with all this tennis happening and all this football, but it's fun. I look forward to adding a Washington Wizards over 19 and a half wins at the All-Star break to find a cute little middle. Like that, that's the fun part is like they do offer some places offer them just at random times, but I feel like the all star break, there is a big offering for multiple. Yeah, we saw that last year. Everybody opened up. Yeah. And you you know, like it doesn't always apply. You don't always want to shoot for a middle or you don't always have to. But if a team does have a fairly tough schedule front loaded like that, maybe it's a good, good chances. There's a big adjustment to their number or something like that. Always worth looking at those. And then, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll close with some NFL. I did some NFL content yesterday. I have more bets than I thought I would. I had more bets last week than I thought I would. Good week for me last week though, like five and two team totals were easy peasy teasers were not i do have some teasers i have a teaser on this game honestly but uh one ugly 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 under and i these are tough to pull the trigger on because there's very little leeway in something like this but i did play steelers pats under 40 and a half i saw nothing from that patriots offense that made me think they can play against a honestly probably a better defense the Steelers defense is still very good they they turned over Joe Burrow a lot and I mean they scored seven of the uh of the 20 regulation time points that the uh, Steelers scored I don't see that happening every week but that goes to the other side of this Steelers offense only scored 13 in regulation against a Bengals defense who I rate lower than the Patriots defense these are two very good defenses and two offenses that are 
really stuck in mud. And that's why it is 40 and a half. And I still think this goes under. I'm not sure which team gets to 20. I think neither is kind of the answer here. So Mac Jones is injured. He has a bad back. If he doesn't play, which I think he's going to, it'll be Brian Hoyer, which is definitely not an upgrade. They have very little to offer at the receivers. They have a lot to offer on the defensive side, even with TJ Watt out, making Fitzpatrick's great in coverage. And the Steelers, why they do have some receivers, Mitch is not a guy who's I'm going to trust to have some big aerial uh, onslaught against a good defense like this. So Steelers, Pats, it looks like the weather's going to be fine, but boy, howdy. I wouldn't mind if, uh, you know, Western Pennsylvania turned into a bit of a, a windstorm come Sunday, too. That would be possible. awful nice if the wind kicked up. Apparently, it's a beautiful in Pittsburgh is the forecast, which I'm fine with that, too. I still think these teams end up under 20. And Patrick points out, I still don't understand why Mitch isn't using his legs more. That was part of the most successful time we've ever seen for Mitch Trubisky in 2018 with the Bears. They let him run quite a bit, and it turned him into – you know, an above average quarterback that year, honestly, like that team was good. They won 12 games. Um, so I don't know. It feels like a Steelers seem... football thing to me. I mean, yeah. Steelers quarterbacks <laughs> don't run. They stand in the pocket. The only people that run are running backs and occasionally wide receiver. And I wonder if they're just kind of, you think what Pittsburgh really needs. I mean, not that the defense is going to have four or five turnovers every week, but they just yeah. need him to not turn the ball over, not do anything crazy. Honestly, not get hurt because I wonder if that's part of it too. I mean, I wonder if they looked at what Kenny Pickett was able to do and the guys behind him and were just like, just stay in the pocket. Nice, short, easy stuff. Let's just keep you upright for 17 games and see how it goes. Yeah. And again, I, I, I think this is a close, ugly game. I hope so, because I did take this under 40 and a half, widely available right now. See what the market does with this one. These don't tend to move a lot once they get this low, unless we do see some weather. Like the, uh, I, I doubt we'll have a, a, a hard rain. Remember that movie? Like we had in the Bears Niners game, but uh, it would be nice. It would be nice if we had some weather to go along with this. Either way, I like it quite a bit. You can check out the rest of my NFL plays tonight on the deep dive. I will go through all of them with Drew at 8 Eastern. That'll be a lot of fun. Otherwise, we'll catch you back here tomorrow for more of this shenanigans. Noops and I, first touchdown scores. Noops tries to stay hot. The second uh, second straight, and regardless, he's going to find me the best of the damn numbers. That's the plan. Check it tomorrow. <laughs>